another episode of Bubblegum Bops. I'm Josh. And I'm Ellie. And this week we listened to three Halloween musicals for our Halloween special. Woo! Movie musicals specifically. We aren't doing the stage versions of any. So we listened to Rocky Horror Picture Show, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and Little Shop of Horrors. Um, So we'll start by going through the songs of Rocky Horror Picture Show. So the first song is Science Fiction, Double Feature. Um, Go ahead. Oh, um, this song... um... Well, this is going to be a theme throughout talking Rocky Horror, but it doesn't have a, it doesn't give you much um, in terms of the movie (laughs) um, that you're about to watch. It references a lot of other um, science fiction movies and like a little bit about this movie, (laughs) but it's a very strange opener, I think, to. I kind of like it, though. It kind of sets it up as what it's going to be because it specifically references other cult classics. So it's like this sort of self-awareness of what this movie's going to become. And it's interesting. Yeah, that's and fair. It, like... I don't know. It doesn't like tell you anything about what the movie is going to be really in terms of like the actual plot and stuff, but I like it still. And I like how it sounds. It's a very interesting song in terms of uh, how it sounds, especially the, um, the way it's saying, I think mm-hmm. is, very like it's really interesting like the way it sounds and it doesn't sound like a lot of the other songs in the musical either no it doesn't it sounds really different um then the next song is damn it janet this is this one's really fun yeah this is a good introduction to brad and janet um they're yeah, it's just a fun one. Yeah, it's really cute. And then it's kind of setting up how these two, at least at the beginning of the musical, are very boring. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> very bland, like stereotypical. Let's get married and live in the suburbs, white people. Yes. <laughs> Um, then the next song is over at the Frankenstein place. Um, this one's okay. I don't, it's not super memorable to me. This one is odd in my opinion, because I guess it kind of helps you understand that things are about to get really weird. <laughs> right, but, but it's also it's just not, like... 
I don't know. Super important. Like when I think about this musical, I think about the like I I do remember "Damn It, Janet," but I don't ever remember "Over at the Frankenstein Place" until I'm listening to the soundtrack. That's what I was about to say in a movie (laughs) full of really memorable songs. This one is not. Yeah. Um, the next song is Time Warp, um, which slaps. Which, that's, which, to be fair to Over at the Frankenstein Place, that's, it gets fucking overshadowed within minutes. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, they open the door to the Frankenstein Place, and then it, like, this song fucking just slaps Brad and Janet. <laughs> and, so that song never stood a chance, honestly, being next to the time warp because the time warp goes so hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, time warp is obviously the most well-known song from this movie. Even if uh, people don't know this movie, they know the time warp. Yeah. Um. I don't know, it's just a good song. It's really good. Yeah. It's just a fun kind of instructional dance. We all love those. But it also gives like a lot of backstory too. Like But yeah, it also really well it sets up the characters that you meet um in the movie really well. Exactly. And it gives you like some insight into like yeah like plot sort of if you can call if you can say this movie has much of one um like it makes sense later (laughs) yeah sort of if anything in this (laughs) musical makes sense to an extent yeah (laughs) Um, then the next song is Sweet Transvestite, which is iconic. It's iconic. <laughs> um, there are obviously people who consider it problematic. Yeah. The use of that word, but which I can understand, but it's also from a different time. Yeah. And iconic. <laughs> and this movie is also very strange in that, like, the way that they use transvestite is. Yeah, it was a different time, but, like, later in the movie, you learn that they're literally aliens. Yeah. Um, that are called transvestites. So it's, like, kind of uncool, but also relevant to what you learn later <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> never have seen the rocky horror picture show this doesn't this is not going to help you understand what it's about because it's kind yeah, of just I'm... a mess <laughs> we can't help you learn what it's about you just have to watch <laughs> it for yourself you just have to experience it you don't really have to understand it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Um, then the next song is I Can Make You a Man. Um, this one's fine. This one I also usually forget about. Yeah, it's not the most memorable. It's, But it does set up for Rocky. Right. It is important because it sets up Rocky. But it's, I don't know, it's the sound of it isn't as exciting as the ones before it. So that kind of puts it lower for me. Yeah. And again, it's sort of like over at the Frankenstein place, like it's next to Time Warp and Sweet Transvestite, which are both really Mm -hmm. like iconic, both like in a fun way, but also they both do a lot of setup for the characters that you meet in the movie that are super important. And even though it's called the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Rocky is not like overall that important. Right. (laughs) Like he's there, but you don't really need him there. And then the next song is Hot Patootie, Bless My Soul. Love this Um, one. Yeah, this one's really fun. Um, it's where Eddie comes in. Poor Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> not for long, but he, he's no, here for, for long, he's, he's here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> it's odd. Yeah, but, but yeah, he comes in long enough for us to get this this jam, and then. That's and that's really it. And then he dies. <laughs> and then Frank Inverter kills it. Yep. Um. Then we have the I Can Make You a Man reprise, which is kind of unnecessary, in my opinion. Again, sort of like not that important. No, not really. I don't even, I don't think I have anything more to say. (laughs) No, I'm like, again, kind of generic feeling in this musical that's not generic at all and not really needed. And then we have Tacha Tacha Touch Me, which is iconic. This is where... Um, Yeah, this one is really important because you find out Brad and Janet are just horny. (laughs) (laughs) This is where Janet... And this is where Brad and Janet stop being fucking boring. Exactly. This <laughs> <laughs> so just, I don't know, it's really fun, I think. It's fun. And then it's kind of like, I don't know, like, it's kind of humorous in a sense, too. Yes, especially the with the, the two are set up they're supposed to be very boring and vanilla and then (laughs) and then this kind of turns that around and then there's also the two girls like making fun of janet the whole song (laughs) yeah exactly um then the next song is eddie (laughs) which i don't remember (laughs) This one I don't remember. 
Um, like I literally do not remember it. Yeah, like <laughs> literally, you said Eddie, and I was like, "We're talking about him again." <laughs> Just accept the fact that you guys ate him for your dinner yeah. or whatever. And move on. The next song is "Roast Tint My World," which I like. This one is good. This one's really, like, interesting. The whole, like, scene with this song, though, too, visually in the movie is very interesting. Yeah, where everybody's in, like, the fishnets and eels. Yeah. (laughs) It's very, like, kind of funny. Yeah. And then, like, but it also is just like a pretty good song. It's really important to the plot because it's like basically about how evil Frankenfurter is. Right. And then uh, like, you know, it's important because of like seeing the world through rose tinted glasses. Um, yeah. And like, you kind of don't get to do that in this movie. <laughs> no. Not at all. It really does not allow it. (laughs) Then the next song is I'm Going Home. This one's pretty good. It's like Frankenverter singing about going back to the planet Transylvania. Yeah. It's a little forgettable. But it's not, I don't think it's bad. It's just like, again, there's a lot of really iconic songs in this movie. So there's like some of them have to fall through the cracks. Well, yeah. And this is when you realize that in Sweet Transvestite, he literally met like (laughs) their aliens. Yeah, from another planet called Transylvania. (laughs) And you're like, oh, so you're kind of like overwhelmed during I'm going home. Um, and yeah, the song is just fine. It's not as good as like a lot of the other ones, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next song is Superheroes, um, which again, I don't really remember. Yeah, I don't remember this one really. Uh, and the last song is the science fiction double feature reprise. Um, which I don't I mind. do like that. Yeah, I, I like that. that it's like an open and close. Yeah. Yeah. Just to sort of be like, well, that was that. You just watched whatever that was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the end of that one. Do we want to go to Little Shop of Horrors or Nightmare Before Christmas next? Um, Let's do Little Shop. Okay. So the first song is Prologue. 
in parentheses, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> um, I think it's a really fun opener. It's a it, super like, fun opener. And it, like, explains what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, it's a really fun opener. Yeah. It's musically I'm just going to start by saying musically this one is really cohesive oh yeah this is a super cohesive um, soundtrack Um, the second song is Skid Row in parentheses downtown Um, I really really like this one I like this one a lot, and it gives you a lot of setup to just like the the place that all this is gonna go down. The um, place and the lives of the people living there. Yeah, it's like before I knew really what happened in this musical. I didn't know how important it would be to know this information from this song. But yeah, as the movie and the music progress, you're like, yeah, this is really relevant to yeah. The... So it's nice because it doesn't feel like it's just there to be there. Um, it, it also really... really showcases the vocal capabilities of the three girls. Oh yeah, there's these three girls that I They're can't like... say are human necessarily. They're these entities and they keep showing up. They're like a Greek throughout. chorus. Yeah, honestly. But yeah, and I don't know, it's really good. It is. Um, the next song is Dadu. Um, this one's fun, but it didn't really need to be a song, in my opinion. It doesn't feel like a song. Partly because he just like speaks, like he more just explains to you that he bought this weird plant during the solar eclipse. No, exactly. (laughs) So you're just like, what? And then like the title is odd because that's like all the music is really like. Yeah. The growing dadu in the background while he explains this, and you're like. So you could have just explained it out of song, <laughs> but because it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You explained it in song. So this one doesn't even really feel like a song. And it really didn't need to be one. No. Um, the next one is Grow For Me. Um, I like this one. It really shows Seymour's frustration and then Shows what led to the ultimate ending of the plants taking over the world. It's like yeah, the beginning of one, the end. Yeah, this one's super important. And yeah, it gives you a lot of kind of character for Seymour, I think. And a little bit of the plant. You get to know, I think, more about Audrey, too. Later. Later. But this is a really good setup to what you're dealing with 
when it comes to these plants. So it is all, it's just kind of a fun little song as well. It doesn't feel too serious yet, which is good because it seems to start off small or at least as far as we're supposed to believe it does. Exactly. Like, oh, okay, sure. I'll bleed a little bit for this plant. It really takes the, the saying blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> um, the next song is Somewhere That's Green I one, really like it I really really like it um, it's one of the most memorable in my opinion it's a really good one and it's, and really, it's also like, like, really funny it is really funny it's like funny but sad at the same time like yeah. the song itself is really funny because she just basically wants to live as though she's like in the home and gardens magazine. Yes. But like it's sad because her life is terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and I also while I was listening to it, I was like Oh my god, this song reminds me a lot of Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. And yeah, they um when I looked it up, the people that like wrote um Part of Your World thought it also sounded a lot like Somewhere That's Green, so they nicknamed that song Somewhere That's Dry. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fair, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, this is a really... I like this song a lot. Yeah, me too. This is one of those, like, pining songs that you just would sing. And it also works both in what happens later. Like, it's really good foreshadowing. Yeah, and you don't realize it at this point, but it is. Because this is also a really good song that that can be taken out of the context of the movie and still work. Yeah. Um, just as a song, but like, but it also fits perfectly in the context of the movie. Yeah, it's great. I I like this one a lot. The next song is some fun now. Um, I don't really remember this one that much. Because I. I think this is just when Seymour is just getting like a lot of attention uh, for the oh, plant. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. Relevant. It's like relevant enough to know that like he's gaining a lot of popularity because of the end of this movie when all the plants take over. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, it doesn't feel as important as a lot of the other songs in the in the musical. The next song is Dentist. Um, I hate this one because I hate dentists. I hate dentists. I like this one because it paints dentists in that light that I see them in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... Evil asshole. <laughs> I cannot watch this part because it's like that's already how I feel at the dentist. 
I don't want to see it brought to life. <laughs> yeah, so if you have a phobia it is, of Vanessa, It's an important just... song because it shows how awful this guy that Audrey is dating is. Yeah, what, it, what the fuck is his name? I don't remember. He's just the evil dentist man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whoever he is, he's the worst. But that's all you really <laughs> got to know about that. Then we have feed me in parentheses. Get it. Um, this one's really good. Yeah, this um, is when Audrey too starts talking back to Seymour. Um, and has an amazing singing voice. <laughs> I mean, I can't really blame Seymour for listening to Audrey too, because she's she's really got the range. So, <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> it's also just the song's just really catchy and really memorable. Yeah, and it's super important because it sets super, up super important because it more than just gets... like. Seymour to feed the dentist to the plant. Yeah. And his boss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot he about his boss. His that boss one was an accident, boss. but... That one was an accident, yeah. And then he also technically doesn't kill the dentist. Yes, technically. <laughs> Um, then the next song is Suddenly Seymour um, I like this one it's really sweet it's so cute this one um, it's like Seymour and Audrey finally realize that they both feel the same about each other and sing about it yeah and, it's just some really cute romance, romantic um, right here. I love it. Ellen Green, who was Audrey, has some like really good vocal moments in this song. Yeah. I think. I think she does too. Yeah, I really like this song. I think it's really cute. And yeah, I like the way it sounds too. It's a nice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of soft, and that's kind of nice compared to some of the other really bombastic songs. Yeah, it's a nice, like, slow down moment, especially right after Feed Me. Right, because <laughs> that song was really intense, so to have the next song not be so intense is really nice. Um, the song is Supper Time, which just... Basically just shows how evil the plant has become. Yeah. The plant's just like, I just want to eat people. (laughs) Exactly. The plant does not give a crap about Seymour. Um, Then the next one was the meek shall inherit, which I don't like this one very much. It's when everybody's like offering Seymour deals and stuff. 
Oh, okay. I was gonna say this one I don't really remember. Yeah, it's just like everybody offering him like TV deals and like trying to interview him and all that stuff. It's I don't like it very much. Yeah. I guess I understand why it's there, but it's not even very memorable. Right. Um, the next song is Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. Um, this one is so good. I love this one. Um, it shows just how like powerful the plants have become. Like They are unstoppable. Yeah, because... And again, Levi Stubbs did an amazing job as Audrey, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The voice is everything. It really makes the plant. Yes. Um, but yeah, this, this song's super fun, but also is like, you really fucked up. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, you exactly. Like, you already did the deed of feeding us, and now you gotta just, you made your bed, now you gotta lie in it. It's <laughs> basically <laughs> <laughs> the moral of this one. Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last song is Finale, Don't Feed the Plants. Um, I like this one, but it's not as strong without the visual. Yeah, because like the movie really helps this song because you get to see the plants like eating everything. Yeah, like completely taking over the world, basically. But like, I don't know how I'd feel about it if I just listened to the song. Without Um, visual. Oh, I forgot to go through my favorite. Are we going to go through all our favorite songs from each one at the end? or? Oh, crap. We should. Okay. <laughs> like, at the, Do we want to do all of them at the very end or do Rocky Horror and Little Shop now and then move to Nightmare? Oh. Hmm. Maybe Sorry, since listeners. We, we should have planned it first. But... We should have planned this. Maybe since we already skipped over Rocky Horror, we'll just do it at the end. That's fine. Just do all of them at the end? Yeah. Okay. So then we move on to Nightmare Before Christmas. Fave. Um, So the first song is This Is Halloween. The song slaps. It's really good. It's a really strong opener. It introduces the theme and the characters in a really fun and memorable way. Yeah, and again, sort of like Rocky Horror with Time Warp, if you don't know this musical, which most people do, but if you you can still enjoy it, and people play it all the time because it opens with, this is Halloween. So, you know, and that's like yeah, a really good both setup to the rest of the movie. It's really fun, and yeah, you can listen to it all Halloween long to get prepared. 
So the next song is Jack's Lament. This is a really beautiful song. I love this song. Um, one thing that's really interesting is this is when we actually get to hear Jack sing because he doesn't at all in This Is Halloween, even right. though they talk about him a lot. And it's also like the singing voice of Jack is Danny Elfman himself. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, Danny Elfman is not only a really, really good composer, but he can sing. Yeah. Um, it also That's sets up how dissatisfied Jack is with his life. Yeah, like, you don't, I mean, this is a movie for kids, but it really helps you if you are just a listener and you're not l- watching the movie. Um, because this song is super important to everything else yes. that happens um, in this in this musical. And yeah, it's just really beautiful and it just is like I might be really good at this, but I'm sad. Yeah. Um, the next song is What's This? Um, I love this song. That song slaps. This is one that you listen to during Christmas, honestly. That's what I was going to say, because this this song marks the entry of Christmas as a theme for the movie, and I love Christmas. (laughs) And I like how the music sounds more, like, Christmas-y. Right. It definitely has that softer... it's really interesting how Danny Elfman wrote the music for this movie so that some of it sounds like Halloween and some of it sounds like Christmas. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it really helps you, again, like as a listener and not a watcher, understand um, the difference between when they're in Halloween Town and when he's in Christmas Town and trying to understand the differences between the two. Yeah, it really... This is probably the best one to... Like, if you were to listen to any of these without watching it, this would be the best one to do it, I think. Yeah, I think this would be a really good one. Because, again, I think partly because it's a kid's movie, the songs really tell, like, the whole plot, basically. Yeah. Um... The next song is the town meeting song. Oh, I always feel really bad for Jack when I listen to this one. I do too, but there is something really cool that this one does, and that's when it's like the same music throughout, but when Jack's talking about Christmas, it sounds like Christmassy, and when the townspeople are talking about the stuff, it sounds like Halloween. Exactly. And then it's really cool because by the end of the song, he kind of doesn't give up, but he gives in to painting Christmas as more scary. Um, yes. So then the music changes from the way when he talks about it finally to also being scary. Yes, um, it's cool. And it's just like, musical storytelling with the instrumentation it's it's really cool in this one 
Um, the next song is Jack's Obsession. This is another one of my favorites. Like it always really this. stood out to me. Um, this is like a mood though. <laughs> this is when you're like really obsessed with something. Yeah, and it also just like to understand it, it. It helps show the townspeople more as well as how obsessed Jack is getting. Yeah. Um, I love the little kid that's like Hope he hasn't died. Because I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. But not because of this. Yeah, I don't this one's just really memorable to me. Like Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I always think of like Like the opening part where they're just like something's up with Jack, something's up with Jack, like always sticks out to me. And then again, um, he does it really well where it sounds more Halloween-y with the with the townspeople, but more Christmassy with Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, up until I say when he like makes the electric chair with the Christmas lights. Because <laughs> that right. kind of intense. <laughs> um, then we have Kidnap the Sandy Claus. This, this one's, one's really like... <laughs> and it's our first hint at Oogie Boogie, who's like the main villain. Yeah. So these three little shits... Um, have been asked by Jack, which is his first mistake, to um, kidnap Santa Claus. And they think that he's a lobster man, which is also really funny. Yeah, because they think it's literally Claus. Yeah. Sandy Claus. Yeah. So they're like gearing up too. And they even say they're gonna boil him. They're gonna boil him up and put some butter on him because he's a lobster man. Yeah. This one kind of messed up. Yeah, it is, but it's supposed to be. It's really fun, but like you're also like these three children are talking about ways to kill this man. Yeah. <laughs> um. The next song is Making Christmas. I love this song. This one's another really important one. Yeah, because it shows that Jack's plan for Christmas won't work because that's not what the people of this town are about. Yeah. And again, it does a really good job of like the townspeople, even though they're doing their best, to be jolly, it still sounds very like Halloween-ish. Because it's just not who they are. It's just not who they are. They just are not able to do this. But it's cute. They're trying. They're trying really hard. They want to make Christmas work. Yeah, they... (laughs) I really want this to, to pan out for them. And it just will not. <laughs> yep. Then we have As, Boogie Boogie's song. Which slaps. 
it's really good. I like how it's like jazzy. Yeah, it's kind of a different sound than like everyone else in the movie. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's really Yeah. visually striking in the movie. Yeah, he's got like glow in the dark shit going on It's in his really part. cool. It's so cool. And Oogie Boogie still scares me. Um, He's spooky. now that I'm an adult. Um, the next we have Sally's song. Um, I like this one, but it's really short, so it kind of loses points for that. That's But fair. it, like, foreshadows the disastrous end of Jack's attempt to do Christmas. Right. Yeah, this one I Uh, I like because it's pretty and it's really important, but it's yeah, it doesn't get a lot of time. um, it also loses some points because I like so there's like the cover album of this musical and Amy Lee from Evanescence does this song and I like her version better than the one in the actual movie So it also loses a few points for the cover being better. That's fair. But I still like it. Yeah, yeah. But that that's fair that you like the cover better. Um, then the next song is Poor Jack. Um, this one is it's not bad, but it's not my favorite. It's just Jack feeling sorry for himself because he failed miserably. Like, Yeah. we all knew he would by this point. This song isn't very <laughs> long either. Um, no. it's just long enough for him to first feel sorry for himself and then realize that he already had something he was good at. <laughs> so, Yeah, it's like... um, it's important, but it's also like a really quick, why did I do that? <laughs> and then that's kind of the song. Um, and then the last song is the finale slash reprise. I really like it because it sounds similar to the opening, but then it adds touches of the other songs. Yeah, it does. So it has like a little bit of each song in it, and it's just, it's fun. It's really fun. It is. It's it's really fun. It's a good time. Um, and that's it. It looks so much shorter without the just music songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. so then favorite songs from each. So for Rocky Horror, my favorites are um, Damn It, Janet, Time Warp, and Touch a Touch a Touch Me. Okay. Uh, my favorites are probably Time Warp, Hot Patootie, and Sweet Transvestite. I think those are my top three. Nice. Um, Little Shop of Horrors, my favorites are 
Skid Row, Somewhere That's Green, Feed Me, Suddenly Seymour, and Mean Green Mother. Yeah, I'm going to say that... Um, I'm going to say the prologue, and I'm going to say Somewhere That's Green, Mean Green Mother, and maybe Supper Time. I think those are my tops from that one. Nice. And then for Nightmare Before Christmas, I like What's This, Jack's Obsession, and the finale are my favorites. Um, for me, I think This is Halloween, Jack's Lament, and the Oogie Boogie song are my, my tops. Nice. Um... So that was all of it. That was our Halloween special. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Bubblegumbops or Tumblr at Bubblegumbops. Um, we have a Patreon. It's $2 a month. You get every episode a day early. Um, and then join us next week as we listen to Lady Gaga's Joanne with the special guests are. Um, thank you for listening. This has been Bubblegum Bops.